The following is an exclusive presentation of the Southwest Georgia Network. Welcome to the High School Football Roundup Podcast, an inside listen on high school football in Southwest Georgia, only on the Southwest Georgia Network. This is the season finale of the High School Football Roundup Podcast on the Southwest Georgia Network. I'm Walter Johnson, and a quick reminder before getting started, to follow the Southwest Georgia Network on Twitter at SWJ Network. Also listen to this and previous episodes of the High School Football Roundup Podcast on Anchor and Spotify at uh, anchor.fm forward slash SWGA Network. And also send, um, some uh, episodes from this year from August to October 2021. And uh, I think early November, also on the uh, main website, southwestgeorgianetwork.com. And with that being said, and uh, get, let's get started with um, this week's episode in this uh, season finale. And uh, the final act of uh, this 2021 regular season. Hard to believe that this uh, 2021 uh season is now has now come to a close. I mean and what a season it's been. And uh, obviously you know what a season it's been and um and uh, and the and the state uh, championship runs uh, in the state championship weekend where the Georgia High School Association and, uh, started at Center Park Credit Union Stadium in, in Atlanta on Thursday night, on late Thursday afternoon, early Thursday night. And, um, and four teams from our coverage area, the Southwest Georgia Network coverage area, played for two separate state titles. And uh, first was Brooks County taking on Owen County. In class single A public in Fitzgerald and Thomasville in uh, class double A. That was on Friday afternoon on December 10th. And uh, so, in uh, both, um, and, uh, both Brooks County and Fitzgerald, not only won, they won convincingly. And uh, quite frankly, and uh, winning those championships were. And just a long time coming, and uh, obviously starting um, with the class single A public uh, state championship contest between Brooks County and and uh, now former back to back two time defending state champion Irwin County. So um, you see, in Brooks County, jumped out to a quick um, twenty one to nothing lead. And uh, I mean, in Brooks County, I mean, and just watching that uh, championship game on GPB Sports online, and then um, the fact that uh, you know Brooks County just got off to such a fast start, I think it just made it just just so difficult for Irwin County to just uh, catch up. Although, um, although the Trojans from Quitman, Quitman, Georgia. I mean, uh, and, um, although I should say Irwin County 
I mean, Irwin County, when trailed 21 to nothing in, in at the end of the first quarter. And, in, and they did get within uh, one score on two occasions during the second half. You know, actually it's 20-21, Brooks at halftime, and then and then Brooks had, had another one-possession uh, lead, or one-score lead during the fourth quarter. And, um, and uh, but unfortunately, this is, uh, you know, they can never, you know, Irwin County can never, can even, uh, can even tie the game up, at least. Never mind, uh, take the lead. So it's been Brooks County, basically, Brooks County basically dominated from uh, the opening kickoff um, to the, to the final gun, you know, 56 to 28, the final score. And Omari Arnold rushed for 320 yards and five touchdowns on 21 carries. And he scored on the second play, scoring on a 69 yard run on the second play from scrimmage. And also, and Arnold all, and Arnold um, all but put the game away. In the fourth quarter, scoring on, scoring, running 86 yards for a score. And that was a win. That was when, when after Irwin County pulled within 35 to 28 during the fourth quarter. And uh, Jamal Sanders had uh, the quarterback for Bricks County, ran 20, ran, um, had a 23-yard run following an Irwin County fumble that uh, got it gave Brooks County that uh, lead that uh, it wouldn't uh, give up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, Ramari Arnold, as I mentioned, as mentioned earlier, rushed for 320 yards, and those 320 yards, although unofficial, according to the Georgia High School Football Daily Newsletter. Surpassed uh, Herschel Walker's 318 yards in 1979. And, um, of course, I mean, for any Georgia Bulldog fans, any old school, and especially any old school Georgia Bulldog fans that might be listening to this uh, podcast. And, uh, and obviously, um, you know, Herschel Walker signed with UGA uh, the following season. And the rest, as they see, say is history. <laughs> and uh, and you've seen uh, Herschel Walker is just like Omari Arnold, and uh, Arnold, uh, Arnold, Arnold. I mean, Walker played in the small school Johnson County up in Wrightsville, Georgia, in the, in, the, in Middle Georgia back in the day. And. Uh, Broke so many records. I mean, I think Walker probably broke so many records. I mean, I won't, won't have even time even have time to mention them. But again, it was uh, Brooks County winning over Irwin County, fifty six to twenty eight. And Brooks County with that win over Irwin County won its first state title since nineteen ninety four, and avenged only avenged eight point losses in. 
last year's uh, state championship game to Orange County, but also during the regular season, 21 to 13. It was Irwin getting by Brooks in both uh, state championships, 1994, as well as the one in 2021. Came under head coach Maurice Freeman, who was an alumnus of Brooks County, and uh, Arnold. And uh, Amari Arnold finished with finished unofficially with 6,558 career rushing yards. That was good for 12th all time in Georgia. That's according to the Georgia High School Football so Georgia High School Football Historians Association or the GHS FHA. And as for Irwin County and uh, the team from Osceola fell short of its bid to become the first class single A public school to win three straight state championships since Lincoln County did it in 1985, 1986, and 1987. I mean, uh, Irwin County had a chance to make history of its own, but unfortunately were unsuccessful. Mm -hmm. And uh, and seeing them as mentioned, and as I mentioned, and uh, Brooks County won its first state championship at night since 1994. And, in, uh, and as amazing as that win was for uh, Brooks County, I mean, in, uh, what um, I mean, what the and what the Fitzgerald, I mean, I mean, as long as the wait was for Brooks County, and it's amazing. That weight is, was for Brooks County. It was an even, even and uh, it was an even longer wait for the Fitzgerald Purple Hurricanes and their uh, and their long-suffering faithful fans. And then uh, and on Friday, December tenth, of twenty twenty-one, in the, early in the afternoon, just shortly after. 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Fitzgerald Purple Hurricanes faced fellow Region 1AA rival Thomasville for the AA State Championship. And it was the Purple Hurricanes taking a 21 to nothing lead over the Bulldogs. And, uh, and the Purple Hurricanes did that by uh, scoring on their first three possessions, covering 70, 70, 77, and 71 yards, respectively. And those drives included 33 rushing plays with two passing plays and consumed 19 uh, minutes and 17 seconds of the, of the 24 minutes of the first half. 19 minutes, 17 seconds. I mean, that's just amazing to me. And, um, and uh, so, I mean, so obviously Fitzgerald not only dominating um, as far as time of possession and uh, time of possession, you know, as far as scoring, Fitzgerald not only dominating as far as scoring goes, 
but also, you know, dominated in the time of possession department. <laughs> And, uh, again, I mean, that's, uh, just, just incredible what happened for Fitzgerald, you know, which is winning. I mean, uh, you see in Thomasville, you know, Thomasville Bulldogs just unfortunately were unable to generate any kind of offense. I mean, and their only score came uh, late in the third quarter. And then, um, and also, and also, and, uh, you know, Fitzgerald also held Thomasville to three, three not possessions and two of her, as well as two of her drives that quit, ended quickly on interceptions by Jamar Joseph and Christian Zolomon. And you've seen Thomas and, uh, and E.J. Lightsey, a four-star recruited linebacker, scored Fitzgerald's first touchdown. Not only that, he also rushed for 52 yards, had a team high, six solo tackles. Mm -hmm. And Thomasville was held to a season-low 51 yards rushing. And and uh, and Norris Goodwin also rushed for 150, made that 175 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, 30 carries, some Fitzgerald with the win over Tom, and with the win over the Thomasville Bulldogs, Fitzgerald avenged a regular season loss and won its first state championship since 1948 after coming up short in the championship game in their last six uh, tries that included uh, last year's uh, heartbreaking loss. And an upset to Callaway last season. And also Fitzgerald beat a six top ten opponent this season in his fourth during the playoffs. And then another amazing thing about Fitzgerald's run to the title. And uh and when uh four out of those five wins for the Purple Hurricanes came on the road. And as for Thomasville and the Bulldogs, were were stopped short in their bed uh, for their first state title since 1988, and uh, Thomasville and uh, uh, won the 1988 championship in the Class AAA level. So and uh, so the Bulldogs. Um, uh, the Bulldogs, you know, hope to, and the Bulldogs hope to win their first, uh, Bulldogs hope to win, win their first state title in uh, more than three and a half decades. And next season, they're going to have to do it in, in, uh, in the, at the class AAA level in Thomasville. Was one of many teams that, uh, that uh, moved up to class AAA. And, uh, so it'll be, um, so it'll be interesting to see how this Thomas team, Bill team will fare in a new, uh, classification, new organization. So, uh, so it'll be, so it'll be interesting to see how that's going to happen going forward. So, um, 
How about um, taking a look at the uh, region realignments for um, taking a look at the reclassification on um, looking at the reclassification for um, 2022 through 2024 covering both the so it covers both the 2022-2023 as well as the 2023-2024 academic years and um and looking at um and uh and then obviously we start in class 7a yeah a the largest classification of the ghsa in uh candom county in the region one 7a has candom county Colby county lounge richmond hill valosta about that is and um you got three of the five teams in the new region 17 a for 2022 three of those teams have the nick shared a nickname of wild and the not shared a nickname of the wildcats uh, candom county wildcats Colgate county packers lounge vikings richmond hill wildcats and my loss of wildcats and and you got those three traditional Powers in South Georgia and Colquitt, Lowndes and Valosta, and yet, and then two two schools on the Georgia coast, and then Canton County, and, uh, right above the Florida border, and then Richmond Hill, uh, uh, Richmond Hill, Georgia, and Bryan County, just south of Savannah. And uh, so, and then they'll end um, in all those years where all four teams. Automatically advance to the state uh, playoffs. Even those, regardless of where those teams uh, and uh, fared uh, poorly during the regular season, you know, even one of those teams managed to go 0 10 and still get to the playoffs. <laughs> and uh, and seeing for Valdosta. Then the move up from Class 6A to Class 7A marks a, a long-awaited return to the largest uh, classification within the GHSA, and I'm sure I'm sure that would um I'm sure that's an exciting thing, and not only that, uh, but also also gets to reunite with its a uh, long time. Rival in Lounge playing in the same region, so that means the next next two winners will classics in 2022 and 2023 at least. Um, will not only um, be played for bragging rights, and uh, but also, uh, and also playing for um, bragging rights, and then also. It'll be a region game, region 17A game, and also both teams also play against uh, another rival in Colquitt County. So, you're going to move on to region 16A. And the six teams got Houston County, Lee County, North Side of Warner Robins, Thomas County Central, Tiff County Veterans. It's in, uh, in Tiff County. And um, I mean, uh, drops down from 
makes the drop down from class 7A to class 6A. And, that's, and that happens after, and that will happen after Tiff County has spent the, the Tiff County has spent the last five and a half decades, last 56 years, you know, more than five and a half decades, playing in the largest classification within the JHSA in, a, in one form or another, since way back, going all the way back to 1966. I mean, that's ancient history. And then, uh, I think back in six, 1966, and, uh, I think uh, AAA was like the highest classification, highest out of five classifications, followed by AA, single A, and then there were classes like D and C. I mean, that's just how long it's been since Tiff County. And it's been, been a member of the largest classification and then the GHSA in a, in the drop down from 7A to 6A will mark a tremendous change for head coach Noel Dean in the, this Tiff County Blue Devils program. And then, and then you got the veterans moving up from Class 5A in Middle Georgia in Houston County. You see, we'll stay in there. It says it's north side of Warner Robins and Thomas County Central. Jumping up two spots from Class 4A to Class 6A. And that was despite the fact that, um, that, um, that uh, Thomas County Central tried unsuccessfully. And this is despite the fact that Thomas County Central tried unsuccessfully to, to stay in Class 4A or Quad A. And uh, obviously wanted to be in the same region with their longtime arch rivals. And uh and to no avail of course. And Lee County won five straight region championships. And uh and that uh, right included um back to back state championships. In 2017 and 18 quarterfinal appearance in uh, 2019, where they uh, lost to the Kula and uh, lost to Buford at Heartbreaker in 2020. Not going to rehash all the details of how that happened, and then and then Lee County advanced to the quarterfinals again in 2021, and again losing to Buford this time. And uh, that con this time it wasn't even close. Twenty-seven to nothing, Buford, or Lee County, and made the quest for a sixth straight region title. Where next season will probably be very tough with um, you know, Houston County being in there, North Side of Warner Robins, Thomas County Central, Tiff County, and veterans in. And I think speaking of Thomas County Central, before moving on, uh. And in uh, in, uh, just last week, uh, Thomas County Central program made a huge move in the coaching ranks, and and uh, the uh, administration in uh, in the Thomas County School the administration at Thomas County announced that uh, Justin Rogers has has been named the new head coach for the Yellow Jackets. 
And um, Rodgers will replace Ashley Henderson, who's uh, let go after three, four seasons uh, leading the Thomas County Central program in the in uh in the Yellow Jackets, I mean under Henderson. I mean they I mean they've been knocking on the door. I mean they seem to do well, you know, during the regular season. And then uh but can't seem to you know but can't seem to just uh just seem to struggle, you know, at the worst possible times and think this past season provided a you know a major example and uh and Yellow Jackets lost their first two games including a close uh, loss to Thomasville in uh twenty three to fourteen I think uh I think uh and the Yellow Jackets had uh had a fourteen to seven lead before the Bulldogs scored the game's final sixteen points in the eventual twenty three to fourteen win. I think and uh so and um so obviously uh Rogers will have his work cut out for him trying to get this Thomas County Central program. And I think yeah, you know, I mean anyways in Thomas T C C started off 0-2 and then won five straight games. Including uh, easy wins over over Monroe and Westover of Albany to start Region One Four A play at two and zero, and then they blew, blew that uh, that thirteen nothing lead at Cairo, and then Sermakers pulled off the upset, fourteen to thirteen. I think it was the final score. I think, and then uh, I think uh, just wheels just came off for the Yellow Jackets after that. And lost to Bainbridge and to Free State champion Benedictine of Savannah. And uh and then that loss to Benedictine, I think proved to be uh in for actually lost to Benedictine uh and uh Henderson was fired as a head coach. And uh so bring in Justin Rogers. So it'd be interesting to see who um, who will replace Rogers up the road in Moultrie at Colquitt County. And let's see, we can uh, continuing our and continuing our continuing the reclassification uh, and review for twenty twenty two. And beyond, well, 2022, 2024, how about Region 1, 4A or Quad A? Got, have Bainbridge, and Region 1, Quad A will have five teams consisting of the Bainbridge Bearcats, the Cairo Surmakers, the Haraway Hawks and Shaw Raiders out of Columbus, and the Westover Patriots from right here in Albany, Georgia, where this uh, podcast has originated for the last seven, eight years, give or take, and then, um, not really counting, quite honestly. And uh, so, you know, Bainbridge uh, coming off uh, uh, their second straight region title, and then uh, got to the quarterfinals, 
in uh, losing to uh, North Dakota. And uh, you see you got Bainbridge and uh, the Bearcats <laughs> and the Jeff Littleton. You know, you see like they struggle, you know, um, they take their lumps in the, against a very tough schedule. And but somehow they manage to, you know, once they get into that region, I mean, uh, now we see the, the Bearcats just always seem to turn up a notch. And then, uh, and then, and thinking it'll be, and thinking of a fewer team with one less uh, program in the mix. Or 2022, and then um, and then some different teams. I'm sure um, Bainbridge will probably be one of the favorites to. Bainbridge will probably be favored to win the Region One for a championship next season, and then Cairo probably be be, and Cairo will probably be Bainbridge's biggest challenger, and those two longtime rivals. There, I think once you know, once you get past Bainbridge and Cairo, that's where the changes are happening. Got Hardaway and Shaw out of Columbus, and then uh, moving from Region Two, Four A, in all Columbus region, and then Hardaway. You got Hardaway and Shaw moving from Region Two, and then you got the Westover Patriots, and then uh, being the only in a school from here in Albany. It's uh, still in Class 4A, and uh, Patriots uh, struggled to a 2-8 and eight mark in their first season under head coach uh, Adam Miller, and uh, probably even, um, and then obviously the travel's going to be the big thing in this region, in this newly revamped region, 1-4A, and uh, you know, making all those in the three schools here in Southwest Georgia, Bainbridge, Cairo, especially in Westover, and I think especially Bainbridge and Cairo, having to make those long trips up into Columbus and back after being in a region where travel winning region play was limited to uh, six teams in four counties in Southwest Georgia, and uh, that was um, Darty as well as Decatur, Grady, and Thomas. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then I think there will be see a lot of those yellow school buses traveling up and down. U.S. Highways two twenty seven and two two eighty as well as the five twenty. And uh, between, not only between, and uh, and uh, Albany and Bainbridge and. Bainbridge and Cairo, Cairo and Columbus, Columbus and Albany. Yeah, I mean, I could go on and on about that region. That's gonna. <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And how about Region One AAA? And Region One AAA's uh, original uh, lineup had. Um, Regional lineup for Region 1 AAA had Crisp County, Darty, and Monroe both here in Albany, and Sumter uh, County. Panthers used to be formerly the American Sumter Panthers out of America's and the Thomasville Bulldogs. Uh, and uh, 
and due to the recent uh, realignment and then the and due to the and due to the um, ongoing exodus of uh and due to the, uh, the ongoing exodus of uh of uh small private schools in class single A and uh leaving um the GHSA for the GISA next season, which includes uh different Windsor here in Albany. And because of that and uh and uh there had to be a total reorganization within the reclassification of uh classes triple A, double A and single A. So you had uh, the original lineup for Region uh, 1 AAA had uh, Chris County, Doherty, Monroe, and Sumter County, and Thomasville. And uh, after everything was, uh, after everything was uh, reorganized in the uh, Region 1 AAA, looks like this. There's just six schools Carver of Columbus, Columbus High, both in Columbus. You got Crisp County in there, still in there, Doherty and Monroe, Doherty Trojans, Monroe Tornadoes, both from Albany, still in Region 1 AAA. You got the Thomasville Bulldogs. And result of that, result of all those moves, means uh, Region 1 AAA will be a much tougher region than, uh, than previously thought. And then you got the Carver Tigers. And the uh, newly crowned Harvard uh, Tigers, who became the Class 4A runners-up after losing that uh, high-scoring contest to Benedictine out of Savannah, 35-28. Moving from uh, what would have been Region 2 AAA into uh, Region 1 AAA, and, um, and the Tigers will join... Uh, their uh, long-time road travels to the Columbus Blue Devils in the uh, Region 1 AAA and also join the Crisp County Cougars who are quarterfinalists in Class AAA and the Cougars have also won five uh, Region uh, Championships in the last six years that included four straight Region 1 AAA titles from 2016 to 2019 also included a, included a berth in the state championship game in Class AAA, losing to Cedar Grove in the finals, and, uh, and got a darty program that went from 0-5 in the 2020 season that was cut in half, basically, by the COVID-19 pandemic. To a 10-3 season and a quarterfinal and a and a playoff appearance in Class AAA and Darty lost to Carver of Columbus in a close game, 16 to 14 in the in Class 4A finals on on a November 26th on a Friday night. Friday after Thanksgiving, and you got the Monroe Tornadoes team that was just three and seven, 
in the in the and under another first year and minor won three games including uh, went over Westover under another first year head coach and uh Adam and Lacey Herring and uh and uh, Thomasville of course I mean as mentioned earlier, losing to Fitzgerald for the double-A title. And then the, they'll be looking to make a run at a state title next season in, as a member of Region 1 AAA. So Region 1 AAA has two in the state runners-up to uh, now reigning state runners-up, if you will, and uh, or soon to be formerly reigning State runners up in Carver Columbus in Class 4A, as well as Thomasville in uh, Class AA or 2A, and then um, Chris County, perennial playoff team, and then Doherty. I mean, uh, I mean, going from no going going from being Willis in 2020 and a pandemic shortened season to a 10 win team in 2021. So now that's going to be a very interesting region. And then to wrap, how about uh, Region 1 AAA? Region 1 AA, I should say. And the original lineup on uh, Veterans Day, November 11th, had uh, Bacon County. Yeah, Region 1 AA had seven teams in Bacon County, Berrien, Brantley County, Cook, Fitzgerald, Jeff Davis, and Worth County. <laughs> so we had like Three of those teams in in southeast Georgia. Moving into Region 1 AA. And then um and then you got um and you have Fitzgerald now, you know, the the defending or soon to be defending state champions in class double A, and then got Cook and then Hornets, Worth County Rams, and then and then you have um, in the Region 1 AA, as it stands now, and then uh, you got Berrien, Cook, Dodge County, Fitzgerald, Sumter County, Worth County, and Dodge County moves from, some, from uh, you know, Dodge County out of Eastman, Georgia. I mean, where it moves from Region 3 AA Who's region two and now they're in region one. So they're in that league with all these South Georgia schools in deep in the South Georgia. And then you have Sumter County dropping down from from AAA after they were they were originally in placed in region one AAA. And then uh got Barion you know, perennial, um, perennial door, perennial, uh, uh, you know, Berrien's been, a, been, in, been in class AA for so many years now. And Cook, I mean, hasn't missed the playoffs since, um, since, uh, the turn of the century in 1999. Last time, uh, Hornets, uh, team from Adel. Missed uh, out on the playoffs, and uh, he got bit, and then 
Fitzgerald again, the defending state champions and the and the Worth County Rams and the and looking to get back to the playoffs for the first time since 2016 when they competed at the AAA level. Got to the second round and lost to Greater Atlanta Christian that season. So uh, the and uh, thinking so and Fitzgerald beat Dodge County twice by the same score, 15 to six, and went the first time happened there earlier in the regular season. Second time came in the first round of the playoffs, and then Fitzgerald won that game and started there. Run to the state title. It was a very historic run. And before getting the single A. And uh, how about. Um, and then um, just looking at the Pelham. And you look at some of the uh, appeals. That um, among uh, teams from our area that um, tried to move up in a. Uh, up or down in classification, and then uh, also class single A, went from being went from uh, having private as well as public school subdivisions to having just two division subdivisions, had division one, division two, and uh, in division one basically that's the class single A schools with larger enrollments, and division two, those are the schools with. Um, Schools with a uh, smaller enrollments and then uh, and more schools and there are more schools as you'll uh, find out in a moment and uh, had um, you know have um we'll have um, more schools in uh, in that second subdivision than in the first all right for. All right, moving right along, and uh, Pelham Hornets uh, were were wind and were moved up initially moved up from class single A to class double uh, A or two A, and uh, and the Pelham and the Pelham administration presented the appeal to the Georgia High Schools Association's reclassification committee to go down from class two A to the to Class uh, single to the new class single A Division One, and they, that motion to approve uh, unanimously passed. And uh, and uh, other schools um, weren't well, quite as lucky. In Oakley County, wanted to go down from Division One to Division Two, the class single A, and. Uh, and the motion passed 16 to 3 to deny Early County's uh, uh, motion to, to go from go down from Division One to Division Two of Class Single A, and uh, also Early County went down, tried to go down from from D1 to D2 in Single A. And the motion to deny was passed. The motion to deny was passed 17 to 1 with one abstention. And then uh, Schley County from a couple miles north of Albany up in Ellaville, Georgia. Also tried to go from 
Division One to Division Two, and then Single A, and that pass and the motion denied passed unanimously. And Seminole County was in that same same um, boat. However, and uh, Seminole County also wanted to go down from Division One to Division Two within Class Single A. And then, uh, and, uh, and that motion to approve passed unanimously. So Seminole County will be moving down. And also Bacon County over in Southeast Georgia and Alma wanted to go down to from Division One to Division Two, single A. But that, uh, motion, but that motion was, uh, denied unanimously. So, and you look at the single A public, region one single A public had uh, 13 schools all in alphabetical order with Baconton, Baker County, Calton County, Early County, Miller County, Mitchell County, Patola Charter, Pelham, Quitman County, Randolph Clay, Seminole County, Southwest Georgia Stem out of Showman, Georgia, Southwest Georgia Stem out of Showman, Georgia, and Tarot County, and Stem, that's S spelled S T E M. Those initials stand for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. And uh, two single-A public in the original alignment for that region and had uh, Atkinson County, Brooks County, Charlton County, Clinch County, Eccles County, Irwin County, New County, and Turner County, all in that region. And then, uh, and now, how about these, uh, and then, uh, after, after so many, uh, private schools, more private schools, decided to jump ship, leaving the GHSA, leaving the GHSA, or the GISA, and, uh, single A, public single A, looks like this, starting in Division 1, and you got Bacon County, and then, in Southeast Georgia, followed by Brooks County, Early County, Irwin County, and Pelham. That's going to be a tough region. Especially Brooks and Irwin playing for the single A public title in the last two years. In, in Brooks County, losing to Irwin in 2020, and then, I mean, and then. And then, um, and then this season, this past uh, this past Thursday night, December 9th, and she was on the other foot. As Irwin County lost its bid to win its third straight state title, and Early County dropping all the way down to single A after spending so many years in double A. And Pelham's won three, four region titles in a row. I mean, that's not going to be an easy region. One single, the new Region 1 single A, Division 1, and also, and then, in the new look Region 1 single A, Division 2, will have 12 schools, and got Baconton, Baker County, Calhoun County, Miller County, Mitchell County, Patola Charter, Quitman County, Randolph Clay, Seminole County, Southwest Georgia Stem, 
Stewart County. Moving over from Region 5. Back into Region 1 in Terrell County. And uh, that's uh, and that's, uh, that's shaping up to be an interesting region for sure. And then, uh, and as I, and I mentioned, uh, and there are more schools uh, in that region, and that's in Division Two, and then in Division One. So, I mean, a lot of these schools have so have uh, such uh, small, low enrollments that uh, there was really no surprise that those schools were in the region, and how those nine schools, uh, those twelve schools, I should say. I have them play football and three of them, well, three of them, Baker County, Quitman County, and Southwest Georgia STEM do not have football. And uh, and out of those nine schools that do play football in the new 1A D2, one single A, one single A D Division 2, and uh, and then the C had uh, Bakerton and Patola Charter. They've been playing our region schedules for so many years in uh, Calhoun County. Only play games against eight-man teams, and then um, and they didn't count any official GHSA standings this past season. And um, season, and you know, I'm thinking uh, Calhoun County. And I think it wouldn't surprise me if um, Calhoun County ended up um, playing a non-region schedule the next couple of seasons. So, so for better for worse, you you would have um, Mitchell County, you have Miller County, Mitchell County, uh, Randolph Clay, Seminole County, Stewart County, and Terrell County. So basically. You have roughly six schools out of those nine football playing schools that will uh, likely uh, play any meaningful games. Play just play a full schedule, a full region schedule that is, or at least most some of the games will be non-region games, and some will be region games. So it'll be so it'll be at least six region games. I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see how those schedules uh, will uh, look going forward. Finally, how about Region 2, Single A, Division 2? <laughs> so, and then you only six schools there. Atkinson, Charlton, Clinch, Eccles, Lanier, and Turner Counties. And those are the six schools, and they'll make up the new Region 2, Single A, Division 2, or 2AD2. <laughs> And uh, so those are the six, and uh, so obviously, and with Brooks and Irwin now uh, out of that region, out of uh, uh, region two, and uh, that region is not quite as strong as it was in the past. And so you got a Turner, you got a Turner County uh, program, and um, that despite uh, finishing. Four and six during the regular season. 
and uh, made a, an amazing run in the playoffs, pulled off upset wins over Dublin and um, Bowden. I think Bowden came in undefeated, and they finished in the, in the Titans out of Ashburn, Georgia. Finished the 2021 season at 6-7 and seven overall. So obviously a uh, obviously a tremendous turnaround for Turner County. You know, tremendous uh, playoff run for Turner County. So and it looks like uh, Turner probably be um, right in the mix with a uh, with uh, Lanier County and Clinch County and Charlton and Charlton County. Start off 5-0 and then Turner County pull off the upset and then Charlton uh, and just didn't manage to make the playoffs as the number four seed behind Turner County. And uh and seeing thinking, you know, saying thank two region two CLA division two obviously won't be quite as uh, strong. And on that note, um uh, And on that note, uh, that's going to end the final uh, episode of the High School Football Roundup Podcast for this 2021 uh, season. High School Football Roundup Podcast. And um, so obviously, like I said at the beginning, it's been an amazing season, and especially for Brooks County and Fitzgerald. And then, um, and... And uh, as this is as this season comes to a close, and um, it's just um, and just it's just been an incredible season, 2021, and then um, you know, so many ups and downs. I think if there's been if I, I think if there's anything that anyone has learned over these past two seasons, if there's anything. You know, as anyone's learned over these past two seasons, is uh, obviously, you know, you just have to be grateful. You know, not take anything for granted. And thinking around this time last year, and the teams were preparing for the semifinals, and then with the winners, you know, playing for the championship. I mean, uh, you know, just after Christmas, and then this year, and uh. When most teams managed to have a full season, and then uh, played again, played the entire season from start to finish, you know, which was uh, obviously incredible and just an amazing feat. And again, that's going to do it for the high, uh, not only for this episode of the High School Football Roundup podcast, but for all of 2021, and I hope to. Get back at it again uh, real soon, sometime in 2022, more than likely January. In the meantime, just continue to follow the Southwest Georgia Network on Twitter, SWJ Network, and then listen to this and previous podcasts on, or previous episodes on Spotify and Anchor, anchor.fm, or slash SWJ Network. Again, Anchor.fm forward slash SWJ Network as well as on Spotify. And also, and listen to previous episodes and as well as, um, in a, in a, on other content on, at SouthwestGeorgianetwork.com.
I'm Walter Johnson, and uh, wishing everybody that's listening a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And then, uh, as always, thank you. Stay safe out there. God bless you, and goodbye. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Southwest Georgia Network. The Southwest Georgia Network is online at southwestgeorgianetwork.com and on Twitter at SWGA Network. Thanks for listening.